This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Hi, in today's episode, I'm going to be continuing this exploration of emotions with multiple sclerosis or perhaps with any chronic illness. This is a solo episode, just me, and I'm going to be talking about, I guess it's one of my soapbox situations. It's about my controversial opinions. Well, I've discovered they're controversial. Um, only recently when I started asking other people with multiple sclerosis their views and it sounds as though the way that I view my approach is at odds with lots of people and it's made me really start to wonder why is that? Why, why is my approach so out of, out of step or out of kilter with other people's and I'm not really sure but I'm going to explore the different situations and the different feelings. So I'm going to ask you to sort of bear with me because this is a little bit of reflection in the moment as I'm talking to you. Um, I've not scripted this particularly. So the thing that I'm talking about is a phase of multiple sclerosis known as secondary progressive multiple sclerosis. And this is something that typically hits people who were originally diagnosed with relapsing, remitting multiple sclerosis. And this is kind of a a later stage of the disease where, as this title, secondary progressive, implies, it's the progressive phase of what was previously an up and down illness. And I was of the opinion when I'd sort of got to a point of relative plateau with my ups and downs, I was of the opinion that nobody can tell me that I am in the secondary progressive phase. But why? And I've sort of been reflecting and thinking, why did I take that stance? And it's because it triggers such a huge loss of hope to be told that you're in the secondary more I guess it's a more negative future than I was possibly dealing with before so it just stripped away the hope that I might for example run again and it was I think for me the feeling that I did not want to go through another cycle of diagnosis But because of this hope being taken away, it would be like having to go through a diagnosis all over again. But there's no actual benchmark at the minute, as I'm recording this, there's no benchmark in any of the MS or the neurology practices that says somebody is classed as secondary progressive when they hit X, Y and Z criteria. That doesn't exist at the minute, even to self-diagnose or judge yourself against what these criteria are. Well, that's not possible. 
So it's a very, very fluid diagnosis to say that you're into this other phase. If it can't really be diagnosed, and if there's absolutely no hope at that point, so if there's no benchmark and there's no chance of positivity going with this diagnosis, why would I want to get that diagnosis? And also, once you hit secondary progressive phase, you no longer qualify for any of the drugs that are available for multiple sclerosis because there are none that have been approved as things stand. And I'm saying that knowing that there is going to be um, a further review with NICE in relation to one particular drug. But because there's no drugs, so there's no drugs, there's no benchmark to actually say yes and no, they are secondary progressive or that person is nearly secondary progressive or whatever it might be, there really to me is no point in me knowing. And I was of the opinion also that it was only there, and I'm still not sure if this is the case, that classification secondary progressive is there, I think, primarily to help to direct the prescribers of drugs when somebody is or isn't in a position or stage of disease where they qualify to get drugs. So it's got loads of negative connotations. And what I did was I told my neurologist, done nicely, and I said, please don't ever tell me that I am secondary progressive. Please don't ever write it in a letter that I see that states this patient, this lady has secondary progressive MS. And so we had that kind of agreement going on. And that's been absolutely fine for me. But I think when I had my last review, I think I came out of it. It might have even been the review before I came out of it thinking, okay, there was a lot that wasn't said there. So I suspect that they think I am secondary progressive. And as I'm looking at my own abilities and functions, I thought maybe I am, maybe I am now secondary progressive without saying those words to myself. But the feelings that when I look back now, I felt so crushed by that prospect that I then went into a phase of depression and I took some actions around that time that I guess fitted with a potential status of having a greater degree of disability. So I remember we went on holiday and before the holiday, I'd talked myself because I do an awful lot of working through my mindset and telling myself different things. But I had worked up to the point where I decided that I needed a mobility scooter to be able to enjoy this holiday. And I think I was really trying life as a person with more disability because that felt like something that I can control whereas I've got all these difficult feelings around me. As time went on, I moved to a position of rebellion and thinking, do you know what? I hated that trip. I hated that mobility scooter. I hated the limitations that it put on me because it wasn't a particularly uh, mobility scooter friendly location that we went to. 
And I came back from that holiday and a few months later told myself, Bron, you cannot, you cannot be in this situation. And really, I worked on my mindset, my mindset to say, I have to do everything that I can to change this. And I gradually, by working on my mindset, working on some mobility, was able to kind of put the mobility scooter in another room, knowing it's still there, a little bit of safety, but that it's not something that's going to feature in my life unless it has to, and it might at some point. And I think that what's happened is I have started to accept the prospect, but I don't accept the the name secondary progressive MS because I don't accept putting progressive in the title of this phase when the whole disease is actually progressive. So I've changed the name in my head to secondary MS. I've changed how I think about things to the point where I don't have to have a different classification. Actually, I live with MS and that's what I live with and that is enough. And I can now say it out loud, secondary MS, without it provoking huge emotions. So although there weren't a lot of things that I can change, I did control what I can control. I have changed what I eat what goes in my mouth and I've changed trying to change the movements that I do to give myself the best possible chance of as strong a future as I can have and I think those are the actions that I'm taking to control what is in this case an example of a loss that's been anticipated since I got to grips with understanding multiple sclerosis to the point where I understood that there were these different phases that were introduced in 1996. So it was quite, you know, it was the same year that I was diagnosed and it wasn't common knowledge at that point. At the point of diagnosis, I had no sort of visibility of this phase. It's something that has come on the scene latterly. And so this is just an example of experiencing triggers and feelings and then taking some actions. It's Bron here. Who do you know that's been trying to get a diagnosis for a while? There's a short book coming out very soon. It's an ebook, and it's all about taking charge to successfully get a diagnosis and the messages that go with it and it's quite cyclical um, when I think about the actions that I took originally so I'd got the triggers in terms of what it brought up in me and the triggers with my neurologist and with saying the words and then I had the feelings so I had the depression um, and I had this crushed feeling and loss of hope. Took the action, which was almost practicing being disabled with the mobility scooter. And then really battling with myself on the other side of that to think, right, what can I do to change this? Because I really don't want this to happen. And I was, I'm quite lucky in that at the minute it hasn't progressed any further. 
but then I've been able to reframe things. So I've reframed what I call it. I've reframed how I think about it. And I've reframed what I say out loud. And you know what? The fact that other people in this community don't agree with my approach in terms of not wanting to be given a badge is up to them. But I stand firm in terms of the approach that I've taken because that works for me. My disease, it's my body. That's how I want to play it. So I hope that's been an interesting little foray into some emotions that are quite, they're quite recent in terms of reflecting on that. But I think based on what Anna Parker Naples was talking about, where she talked about in mindset, how you can talk about things only once the wound has scarred, has reached the scar phase. I'm at a very, very deep purple, new scar phase. And this is what I'm feeling right now. So I will leave that with you. Thanks ever so much for listening. And I will see you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for the MS show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS show podcast.